Peering into the narrow room, expanding your spirit and mind. I'm Adele Levine, intuitive and medium. And let's step into the narrow room. Welcome to the Narrow Room, Expanding Your Spirit and Mind. I'm Adele Levine. Before we get started, I wanted to remind everyone about my newest kit, Opening the Third Eye. It's available on my website, but people have asked about getting the individual oils and incense, and you can go ahead and get those on chickymoo.com. Stepping into the Narrow Room with me today is Amanda Wiss. You may know her from movies like A Nightmare on Elm Street, Fast Times at Richmond High. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for coming. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, ha I have like a, a silly little side note confession. I literally have said this name of this movie that I know so well, Fast Times at Richmond High, wrong. I re rich. I think I'm saying it wrong still. I think I've called it Richmond. Has how many people have done that? Because I learned something. I've been saying it wrong for my whole life. I just learned that. That's so funny. I'm Does so, that happen? I'm, I'm so used to people mispronouncing my last name, which you did not mispronounce it, um, that Thank I don't even you. notice anything else. <laughs> Yay! So, I practiced. Um, yeah, I like it. Thank you. That makes me feel good. Yeah, it actually means a lot to me because people say my name, I'm Adela, but people call me Adela. Even my own aunt, who's like 86, still calls me Adela, but I'm not going to correct her because, come on, like yeah. she's 86. It's, you know, got to give some respect. Every, <laughs> every now and then I correct people. I did a lot when I was younger and now I mm -hmm. I just, I, I mean, unless unless I just think it's important because they're going to keep saying it or something, but usually, but like, yes, if it was my grandmother, I would just be, that's fine. <laughs> right. I know me too. Like I, I stopped correcting people unless people are going to introduce me to a bunch of people. Then I'm like, you're going to about to tell 20 people my wrong name. So unfortunately I'll have to correct them. Right. And, and yeah. Right. So I'm sure that's why it's important for me. That's why I ask, like, how do I pronounce this properly? Cause, um, I don't know. There's something respectful, like not that I get offended, but especially if you're going to come on here, I'm not going to just trash the name and get it all wrong. Yeah. And, um, it's an unusual name, so I like it. All right. So I'm going to, um, <clears throat> anyway, I'm really glad you noticed that. So um, <laughs> I wanted to start by, um, you know, I, this podcast, the narrow room, um, it is kind of a play on the idea of, you know, going down the rabbit hole type of thing, you know, stepping into that realm. Um, it even is a little bit of a commentary of how we tend to be in this world, you know, in the earthly realm, we kind of stay in our little you know, blinders on. So it's kind of a play on both, you know, ends of the coin, um, sides of the coins. But I um, like to start by asking people, um, how do you see spirituality in your life? Like, how do you use it in your life and work? I feel people tend to use things so uniquely different. It doesn't necessarily have to be like meditation and this and that. It could be like, you know, I, I exercise, I sing, or I paint, or some, you know, it's some kind of way. But um, to start, what road did you take to kind of 
lead you into this? Because I know a little bit about you that this is something you're definitely interested in and into. But um, if you could expand on your journey. Um, I, I, I think, I, I mean, even from when I was very young, I was a seeker of some, I wanted to know more. I just felt there was more. And I grew up in the Catholic church, which was sort of as a kid, especially felt like it was full of mysticism with the incense and mm-hmm. the Latin and things. So I think I was predisposed to, I don't know, want to, for my personality anyway, to like push the veil. And I also um, I love um, of Irish descent. So I grew up with a lot of Irish lore and pagan and fairies. And so that's all when I was younger. But um, in my early 20s, I started meditating. And then, and, and it was a practice that I was devoted to, but then I would just then not do it for a couple of years and then get redevoted. And, and I think that's, um, kind of what started a true path into yoga and, you know, wanting to eat better and wanting to be a good steward for the earth and doing things like that, all of which I fail at religiously constantly but every day I get up and and work hard towards those things because they're important to me and um but um as far as like work goes I've always thought of myself as a creative vessel and that I want whatever is more I mean I do all the work and the research and memorize my lines and um fill myself with energy and I do all those things. But right before I work, I, I open myself up as a vessel and let whatever is bigger than me pour through me. Cause I feel like that's how creativity works for me anyway. Yeah. It's really interesting. You said that cause it's one of the things I wrote down um, is I feel that, you know, actors and actresses and, um, just anybody in the arts in general are being conduits for us in this world. I feel like it's connecting to the same realm I connect to, but you're able to pull it literally almost through your physical body, you know, and then project it out for us to see ourselves. Cause I, that's how I feel when I'm watching things. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm getting a chance to like not only see parts of me, but parts of the world or parts of other people. Um, maybe we're not seeing. It's like a mirror reflection, but it's definitely a conduit. Is that how you feel doing your work? It is, and there's times when I know I've really gotten out of the way because I. It's almost like I don't know what just happened, and then there's other times right. where I've done work that's super marginal because I'm too self-conscious and not going with it. Right. I, I, with what you said, and you said that so eloquently, I think that that is, in my opinion, like when we watch a TV show or a movie and it either resonates with us or it doesn't, or we like the actor, or we don't, or we have strong reactions against the actor or for the actor or for the story is because of that creativity being sent out like as of service almost um, mm. to to someone, it's either 
for them or not. Does that make sense? You know, that not everybody, the message isn't for everyone or the, the thing that's created isn't for everyone. And I think that's why people will have a strong reaction like, Oh, I can't stand that actor. or I didn't like that show or that show bothered me or, or people love a show or love a scene or something. And I think it's just because I, I, I think all creativity, we, we're doing it obviously for ourselves, but also to be of service, whether it's just providing the circus or whatever somebody wants to call entertainment. Um, it's, you know, you hope that you're of service to someone somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I feel that, um, I feel that it's not only that it's that whole picture. That's why I think it's, it's so amazing that there's so much out there that there's something for everyone, right? There's something that everybody can say, I relate to this or I connect to this and another person cannot, but it doesn't mean it isn't value. It's like, it's like paintings or looking at art. Someone can feel really moved by something and someone else doesn't, it doesn't, you know, un, un take away from that person's experience just because someone else isn't connecting I think people get too caught up in that, in the idea. I think that's the difference between popularity, people looking for, you know, oh, is this popular with everyone or just me? Does it really matter if you connected with it? Then, um, then obviously it achieved the purpose. But I also feel the actors, I feel people are seeing you a little bit of you, right? And so they're kind of like, yeah, she's someone I feel like I know and I'm cool with, or she's someone who reminds me of someone. And you're like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like a strange kind of relationship because it's a one-way mirror and the person gets to decide if they, you've done something to them that reminds them of their sister or their friend. And you're like, I'm just, you know, doing this thing. That's why it's really interesting because it, it to me reminds me of that other realm, the way I see it, because in the other realm, energies can just transform into anything they want. It doesn't have to stick to one. Mm. So I feel like that's what you're doing anyway. You know, you're just physically in a body, obviously. So you're going to be focused on. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes so much <laughs> sense. It's like it's like being a shapeshifter or something. Yeah. And, it, and it's and it's also um you said something that that uh um about, you know, like a one-way mirror or or it's a, a performance resonating with people or not. And I think um and that it's I it's work to not take it personally when things don't land or people don't like that because it Mm. even if something comes out badly it doesn't mean that I didn't work as hard on the thing that came out well and so I I have to always turn it over and let it go and move on to the next thing and just say thank you for letting me have that opportunity to create something and um and you know and just let's let's make another thing and then hopefully it'll be better and and it's also made me want to and I don't always get to to try to be a part of projects that are good for people or good or or to send a good message or or helpful or help people learn something and so you know and I end up 
you know, doing some like that and then some just to get my health insurance and some, and yeah, so it's, it's hard to, you're a person. <laughs> yes. So I, I try to invest equally into both of those things because mm-hmm. everything has value. I just, it would be ideal to really get to be in a slew of projects that were of a higher order or of, um, that, you know, helped people become, I don't know, more alive, better, feeling better, um, learning something. Um, um, but then, you know, then I've done things that I thought were the opposite of those values and they've meant a lot to a lot of people. So I guess it's not for me to say, but for me personally, it would be exciting to be a part of like be in a movie like The Way, where they walk the Camino and everybody has a spiritual experience. I would love to be in a movie like that or, you know, I don't know, a movie about your life or, you know, because you have so, such an amazing story and you help so many people. It would just, as an as an artist. Well, I, sure. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I love that. I'm not, I'm not a performer. I don't know how people do it. People think it's the same what I do. I would have a heart attack every time because it's just way hard. It's way different. I'm being a me, which I feel is a whole different energy. But before, before that, I just want to comment and just, you know, just, just, just on the spiritual level, I don't feel that way. I feel like there, there's no, in the spiritual realm, there's no hierarchy. There really is no such thing as hierarchy. And what I've been shown is that everybody on this earth, just like you said earlier, is doing a service, right? And even if you're doing something that you're like, okay, this is just whatever, you know, I did this. You don't know how that hits someone else, that one little thing. Um, it's not the idea of like, oh, I know this is a cliche thing to say, oh, if we help one person. It's the idea of um, you are providing a service by having people escape for a little bit, having maybe sometimes it's, it doesn't always have to be these grand things. People think that's, oh, wow, this is grand learning things sometimes. And sometimes it's like just feels really good, feels really light, had me escape for an hour and I'm appreciative of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't always, I don't feel that in any form of work, not just in the work you do. I mean, everybody, the person who's handing the coffee to you, they may feel like, oh, all I did was hand the coffee, but you needed it. You had a rough day. You are so happy to have it. And they're providing a service. I always say that to people, the people who are like, you go into an ER you don't see the people who like had to throw away, you know, your blood and clean up the floor. All of everybody, there, there isn't a hierarchy of what is more effective in, in the spiritual realm. I needed to you know? hear and, that. And you said it yeah. so um, eloquently and I totally took that in. It was a good reminder. I really needed to be reminded of that and to um, not be judgmental about yeah. things that I'm in because you're right. right. It, it, it's, it is the circus and it is entertainment and there is something for everyone. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, I'm so grateful that my hat is still in this ring and I still get to do what I like to do. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. super mystified and grateful. <laughs> well, I feel like it's an energy you put out 
and you're like, okay, I put it out there. I always see it that way. Like when people are doing a, a form of art, they're just like, okay, I'm going to throw that out there and you just leave it. Right. But you may not realize how that energy is hitting people. I mean, it's funny enough, but you know, it may sound strange, but I'm really terrified of horror films, but the one films I did like was Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. I did like Freddy Krueger. I don't know why I think it, I swear to God, like I wouldn't just say this to you because I'm really not, you know, I don't really watch paranormal stuff because that's my life. And I don't really tend to get drawn because I always, most of the time I'm like, okay, you know, that kind of attitude. But when I was younger, before I knew how it was built, I think I was fascinated with the dream part because I had a lot of crazy things happen in dreams. And the fact that it was humorous for some reason made it like, you know what I mean? It made it easier for me to go, yeah, I can, I can like, look at it that way. Like, I don't have to be afraid of these crazy dreams I have. Cause when I used to watch it, I'm like, uh, I know you guys all think this is just a movie, but I've had experiences like this. <laughs> oh my for God. Real. That's yeah. So crazy. Seriously. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Cause I, I went, I'm like, I don't really watch those kind of films, but for some reason that was the one, like, I can't even tell you about most of other films I've, maybe had to watch them with people or into it. But that was the one I was kind of fascinated with and could tolerate and kind of liked because he did a lot of humor. And, you know, the script had a lot of humor in it, even though I know it was supposed to be, and it was terrifying. But for some reason, for me, I was like, I've seen stuff like that. So yeah, okay. If I could picture it like him and I could defeat, defeat it, does that, that sound weird? Okay. No. Do you want to know what's amazing? Because of that movie, first of all, that is so wild that you were, that that was the connection you made with it based on what was going on in your own right? dream world. And mm-hmm. I have to, there, there's quite a few people I've met over the years who have found that that movie spoke to them in some way. And I, I'm just, I was, I, when the first person that told me that, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Or that kids, <laughs> young kids that have seen it felt like Freddie taught them to be stronger or just things. And then in your thing, you were having dreams that were reality and things like that, or, you know, felt like they were and all that. And so the movie spoke to you and I just find that amazing and then here our paths have crossed right see what i'm saying so this is what i'm saying i don't really believe i believe people pull from the ether and um even in that movie like even with the when her hair went white i've always had that vision this is how i only have very few white hairs but it it goes down on the right side and i was almost going to dye my hair that way because i had this weird feeling of there's something spiritual about that. So even when I saw that, even though I didn't like think that thoroughly through, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it made sense to me. I don't, I can't explain to you at that time why it made sense. Cause I wasn't that acutely aware of these abilities, but I had serious. Um, I think I relate to the girls battling. Cause I was like, that's me. I have had to battle, um, these things. I've been some crazy places and experiences I don't think were just dreams. Wow. Um, so um, so I was kind of like, yeah, he's just, you know, a punk. I could do it. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, my God. But I love that. Isn't that weird? Um, so can I, can I, I liked ask, him. 
Yeah, I like those movies. Yeah, sorry, that's go ahead. Like, no, 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 I did mean to interrupt you. And I just, how old were you when you had your first dreams that you, that were, that were taking you someplace else and you felt like you had to battle working? Oh, from ever since I can remember dreaming. Wow. Probably like, mm, you know how you're kind of awake around nine or 10 or something? Yeah. You know, meaning awake to the world. I don't have a lot of acute memories of certain ages, but I can't ever not, not only remember having dreams, but the night, you know, and waking up and thinking things, you know, am I dreaming or is this in my house? Stuff like that. Like, that's probably why I resonated with the the movie. You know how you're like, oh no, this is, this isn't like you think it's real, but it, it's in your house. I had a lot of experiences of thinking that was happening too. So, um, yeah, I can't, I, I had dreams of, um, you know, being chased or, um, seeing people. And when I would go to sleep, I would hear people talking. So, um, telepathically and see faces. So I think that's why I was like weirdly watching these movies that I don't watch. I never seen Halloween. I've never seen Friday the 13th. I never watched any of those type of movies, but that one was uh, interesting to me because something and I was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't conscious, but something in me was like, this is uh, familiar. And I feel like I, I relate to it. Wow. And I watched them. I watched when they all came out, which is very weird for me. <laughs> I didn't really, I think the only other movie I watched like that was Chucky, the first one. That's the only, oh which is not gosh. even close to the same thing. But that was probably also, I had a fascination with my dolls and feeling like, are there things in my dolls? When I was little, I used to stare at my dolls thinking, are there energies in my dolls and stuff? <laughs> so you see, it, it kind of connects, right? Like I wasn't watching anything. I didn't feel like I've experienced it. Wow. And I wasn't, but that particular, I watched many of them, many of the Freddies. So, um, well, yeah. You, so, you know what's interesting? When, when Wes wrote that, he had been inspired, Wes Craven, been inspired mm -hmm. by an article he read about a Filipino, a young Filipino man, I think it was Filipino, in the Philippines, who had gone to doctors and to people saying that he was having these dreams that someone was trying to attack him in his dreams and it was repeating and he, it was real. It was taking him someplace. And, um, he eventually died in one of these dreams. And this is a, oh, a wow. article, um, that, that Wes had read. Um, and I think you can look it up and I, you know, I don't know to. how much, how, truthful it all is but that's what inspired him for that and so I think that the film is infused with that exact thing you're talking about which is I, I mean which is the underlying thing and then also Wes had daughters mine and Heather's age who played Nancy the girl the lead girl woman mm -hmm. girl um and so he really empowered the girls with you know a fighting spirit which I thought was even my character who did, didn't make it, but she does battle him for a long time. And, um, you know, it sort of sets the, the bar high for the next people that fight him. And so I, I think that there are things in that movie that resonate with a lot of people, you know, because of those things. But I mean, like this 
it was, I don't know, your connection to it is interesting to me also, not from the things we've already said, but as well with that, that was Wes's impetus for the film was exactly the dreams that you were having as a kid and right. you know, adult, young Oh adult. yeah. And it went, it went all the way up exactly to, till I learned how I actually had something happen where I had something tell me like, I, I don't want to, it's going to sound a little much, but how to literally battle something in the dream. And then I learned I can win because I heard something come to me and say, you're the light. This is dark. You'll win. Take this dagger and go. Yeah. It, that's, you see now why those dreams, cause, and this happened in my early twenties, that particular thing. I had um, met someone who was kind of very, um, let's say witchy, but not in a good way. And I had started to have these weird experiences and I literally battled it, but it wasn't the first time this type of thing. This was the most intense because I was more aware of my abilities at that time. Mm -hmm. Earlier, it was felt more um, out of control. And I think that's why I liked it because it was the females that I was like relating to going, I could be that, you know, I can win over this. I really definitely loved that part a lot. Um, and I resonated with the fear, but having to face it because I kind of didn't talk about it with people. I mean, it wasn't like no one believed me, so I didn't talk about it with anyone. So it's not like something, you know, and I, re- I resonated with that part too. Like nobody believes <laughs> you know, yes. kind of thing. So yeah. So it, it, you see how a lot of, cause it, it's interesting to find that it was based on something yeah. because that's how I felt. I was like, uh, yeah, this is something that happens. I mean, I know it's exaggerated, but that's what made me feel comfortable. If it was exactly like my experience, it wouldn't be as comfortable. Right. The fact that it was a little more, you know, bigger and a little more exaggerated and there was humor. It's what made me feel comfortable with it. They say like that, um, that there's a couple things about horror films and I'm sort of Mm -hmm. known for them, but in actuality, I've only done, uh, a few, but, um, right. The, someone, there's two things people have said that resonated with me about horror films. And one was all good horror is intrinsically sad. Um, and there's a lot of, Mm. um, and you think about that. And I think that's what, and nightmare on Elm street is actually pretty sad. It's, it's, you know, it's when you take Freddie out of it and you just think, Oh, it's these kids and nobody really is caring for them. And and or believing them and all those things. And then the yeah. other thing is that horror takes a truth and heightens it to a place that takes us out of the reality of the truth so that we feel free to explore death and fear and darkness mm-hmm. um, in our brains and bodies, knowing that it's not true. Um, the movie isn't true. Like you said, if it's, if it was like a documentary or if it's something that was so closely related to the story, it's hard to go there because then we completely identify on such a personal level that I think a lot of fear kicks into that prevents us from maybe learning something from the experience. And so a horror film, you've got people with, you know, hacking and chopping and doing all these things that it takes you out. It takes you it resonates with what we're afraid of or whatever, but it allows, and it allows us to explore it in a way that we still feel safe. Does that make sense? 
It a hundred percent makes sense. It's the reason why I have, I didn't watch other ones because I so much felt they were too close. Like ones that are chopping and stuff. I'm like, Oh, there's crazy people out there. Yeah. I know for sure. And I was so sensitive to everything in the world that I was like, I can't do that. But this, for some reason, weirdly, because even though I was terrified all the time, I was also interested in what was happening to me. I didn't want to shut it off. So I was interested in this other world that I always saw. So, um, so it was okay that it, re- it, it, you know, that it was bigger than life. I was like, okay, I can explore it and also um, feel safe about it. But the other thing that's just too real to me. So I can't, that's why I can't watch them. Cause I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, yeah. I don't like stuff where there's crazy people. <laughs> uh, this is my role. I'm like, cause that, that, that exists. And even though I'm, to me it exists, you know, the, the, what was happening with, um, a nightmare. It's just that even though to me it exists, I still felt like a little bit more like, oh, well, I can learn something and I can feel empowered a little bit. And maybe I'm not, it's not just me. Like maybe there really is something, even though like in reality, this person wrote a script and everything. I don't know. I felt like, I don't know. I feel like someone knows something, has seen something I've seen. And I don't know, this seems a little bit too close to home, but I can play in it safely yeah. and feel, yeah. So I, I think that totally makes sense. I it, it, it kind of answers it's the same thing with like paranormal stuff. Like people come to me a lot about paranormal movies and I'm like, yeah, you know, I wish it was as exciting as they show it. Um, um, you know, but the other part that I've noticed is that people who like those type of things, when I've had them took them in through an experience, like show them like, well, if you really want to see things I can show you and things can start to happen. Oh no, they don't like that when it's real. Right. Yeah. And I was like, but I thought you're really into this stuff. You watch all these movies and they're like, oh, well, that's different. I've heard that a lot. Like, I don't, I'm kind of scared of what you do because that's just too real. Right. So it totally makes sense because I've heard it from people who are big fans of these type of shows and movies. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting because I, I was even like, surprised myself like you know what that's the only one I've ever really was into and I knew why (laughs) um yeah so um I have a question so two well two questions one um you know we talked about like your journey and how um it kind of you use it in your work I this is just like a question I thought would be cool to talk about because we're all going through such a hard time right now, you know, um, with this pandemic and we're, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to the finish line and people are, are feeling a little bit like, okay, let's just get to the finish line, you know? Yeah. And I, I myself tend to obsess with the future because I'm, I kind of don't obsess with the past as much as I obsess with the future. And it got me thinking today, I was like, you know, it'd be cool to talk about to hear from, you know, different people and to ask you, because I feel like I know the people who I work with, who follow what I do. Um, these are the types of things that they feel like they struggle with. And I'm kind of a, the way I do things is what I feel is in the air, you know, Hey, what this is in the air, people are all kind of feeling this way. And I wanted to ask you, like, what do you do to stay in the moment? Because staying in the moment is a challenge for all of us, like, especially I know I have a challenge because I'm always 
trying to peer into the future all the time, <laughs> uh, I tend to remind myself, like I literally was jumping to Sunday about something and I'm like, today's, you know, I had to remind myself of what today was. I'm like, why are you, why are you already, like already living in Sunday? Like you need to be on Monday, you know? And I, and I go, oh, you know, this is kind of a problem. And I feel like everybody has that to a certain extent. So do you, do you have anything you'd like to share about that? Like what helps you stay in the moment? Cause I would think in, even in your work, you have to be very in the moment, right? I yes. mean, does it train you to be in the moment? Yes. Cause it feels very grounding, even though you're being a conduit, you're also very grounded. Yes. I mean, and, and that's the goal. And obviously I, I think that you know, I don't always achieve that to the level that I would like, but, um, you know what I think, I mean, for me, oh my gosh, it's been just a lifelong challenge to stay present. I'm, oh, you know, I've, I'll, I'll find myself, even if I'm having a pleasant like visualization or a daydream about something I want to create, all of a sudden regret comes in and some like some instance that happened in the eighth grade and I'm like where did that come from and then or I'm like oh you know I'm all worried about this that's going to happen and I have to work to stay conscious and to like I'll if I find myself spinning way into the future or way into the past or just not even way into the past like 10 minutes ago or an argument or whatever I'll stop and I, I will pick up my glass of water and be really present with it. Like my hand is on my glass. It feels cool. Um, and I'm bringing it to my lips and I'm about to take a sip and I, I like make myself get, you know, if I'm brushing my teeth, only just brush my teeth, feel my feet on the floor, feel the brush on my teeth. And, um, because I think, I think because I'm high energy, I'm all over the place unless I really like stop and breathe or send a grounding cord down into the earth or something that is a present moment task that I have to be fully involved in. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge that I love. Um, and when I'm being conscious and aware, I'm just astounded by how infrequently I'm in the present moment. And yeah. that, and that yep. it's just crazy. And I, so I find that and um, that, you know, breathing and, and when I'm working, I, I, you know, I, you know, you have to, I have, I have to tune out what's going on around me so that I can be present. And um, but, and I find that it's an, been a unique challenge in the pandemic because for so much of it, I was like, what day is this? You know, mm, where are we yeah. in the week? What is, you know, and, um, um, which I, I know isn't unique to me, but, um, but I, but you know what? Also during this pandemic, I sort of doubled down on, I learned how to do tapping, EFT tapping and really rededicated to meditating twice a day and doing yoga every day. Even if I do like two sun salutations, I'll be like, check, I did it. I committed to doing this. I did it. Um, because they're all things like yoga. You have, it is a present moment task. You are breathing with each m movement and, um, 
and there's things, but yeah, then, you know, but the rest of the day when I'm not on the mat or sitting on the bed or floor meditating, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spend two hours and realize, oh my God, I have been someplace that isn't here. Does that ever happen to you? I mean, aside from when you're working doing that, but. Um, two, like that long, like two yeah. hours where, um, I, mean, I two would hours love, where I, I realize that I'm not present, like that I'm like, Oh, I'll spend all, you know, two, an hour and I don't even, an hour's gone by and I've been obsessing over something or I don't know. I see what you're saying. Right. Right. Is it feeling like your mind is some like thinking about something over and over? Or do you feel like you drifted into this other existence? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You know yeah. what? I, I think it's probably more just like obsessing and going down a rabbit hole, but not, oh, maybe, I wonder if that is something else, but it, it's, but where I'm like worried about the future or worried about a specific thing or regretting something or something that allows me to sort of spin out in the past or the future, but I don't know that it's like a good spin. Like every now and then, and it hasn't happened that often in meditation where I mm -hmm. know I've been transported somewhere. I, I feel yeah. it. I feel myself flying almost. And, um, you know, I, I, and it's, it's a challenge not to enter every meditation seeking that because I know mm. once you try to manipulate it for me anyway, it doesn't work. Um, unless you have tips about that. I do have <laughs> tips about that. I was about, I was about to like, here's some tips, everybody. <laughs> um, actually I'm, um, not a great meditator because meditation is very grounding and you have to clear your mind and you have to be present and you have to be here. So to answer your question, first of all, most of the time I don't feel here. I have to, I really actually was listening to your tips of like, I'm going to try that. Hold the cup in my hand, feel that it's cold because I'm usually, there are many, many times where I go, I'm in a store. Oh, wait, that's right. I'm here. I'm here in this place. Cause most of the time I'm halfway out. I'm in between most of the time. I even lose track of time where I'll go, Oh my God, has it been three years? Like I don't read cause time I'm never really whoa enough present here. And it's a challenge. It's a big challenge. That's my challenge is to stay more here. Um, pretty much I've come across my life like very grounded people. I've come across people who are like healers and I kind of feel like the universe did this on purpose or people who are very into like animals and nature. Like they're just more earthly like based. And I realize, okay, you guys are trying to remind me to be more presently here. So I would say to achieve what you're talking about, that's kind of more what I'm, I'm better at is pushing people out and spinning out, um, not spinning like in your mind, like you were describing, like, oh, the thoughts are coming, but what I call raising your energy and shooting out. And if you want to do that, meditation isn't going to help you as much because meditation is meant to keep you grounded and clear your mind. And I am here, I am present. And I can honestly say I've only achieved that a few times with people who are good at it. And I trusted, I remember specifically going, 
oh, is this what you guys are talking about? Because I had a moment finally. And and she was a great meditation teacher um, because she was really down to earth. And it was, she kind of spoke my language. And, um, but what I, if you want to do that more, I would focus on pushing your energy out and don't worry about clearing your mind. Like let the thoughts run and run and run and run and run as much as they want to. And um, you can play music, but not zenny music, not music that's going to relax you too much, but like like music that kind of goes up and down in vibration. And um, if, if that's too distracting, then you could just, because some people don't like that. That's what I do. I do that in my classes, but some people, uh, most of the time in my classes, obviously I'm helping people go there. But um, but if you're if you're like okay, I've tried that, but I start getting like thinking about the music because <laughs> um, some people do. Um, you just find anything that kind of sh- removes you from here. So whatever that may be, like if it's like oh, when I go for walks, I kind of tend to drift out, and then you can go home and go okay, now let me lay down and just let myself fly. So instead of you keep, you're trying to keep yourself more grounded and then you're going, oh, let me like empty my mind and clear my mind, you know, which is what meditation's for. Um, And now I don't want to tell myself I want to fly. Instead of that, you're like, no, I want to fly. That's what I'm going to do. And you could do the other and at another time, they're two different things is what I'm basically saying. So you could do the other at another time, you know, when you're like, okay, I feel like I really need to touch base and I'm going to meditate and kind of ground myself into this place. But the flying part, yeah, you could do that anytime. I love that. I totally feel that when you're saying it, by the way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm doing (laughs) the the rest of today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to answer your question, oh yeah, I've probably spent too much time doing that, which is why that realm basically told me you have to be better at grounding. I used to do that an hour a day, every day when I first started reading so much and, um, I got kind of booted slowly back, you know, cause yeah. I've, I've the dreams that we were talking about, I've had flying dreams my whole life. Like I've been flying since I was a kid. Wow. It first started off where you're like a little bit above the ground and then I would be swimming. Like I literally used to see someone teaching me like, well, act like you're swimming. And I would be a little higher and a little higher, and a little higher till it got to a point where I just stick my head a hand in the air and I'd be like, I'm out. And I would just start flying and seeing people below and um, I've gotten crashed to the to the rocks a few times. But in this dream, I know that, you know how you're supposed to wake up? I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, man, I crashed. Now how am I going to get back? Basically, that realm is like you're going too far. Again, so many times it's been like you're going too far. So, Whoa. yeah, the flying thing, you can do that. And you can even try and pull that you know, experience in your dreams if you want, but I wouldn't stop that because that's raising your energy, it, uh, lifting your energy, clearing you off, kind of giving you a, a, a chance for a break. So I kind of feels like you were like, kind of like, oh, hey, bad girl, I shouldn't do that. But no, that's just a different experience. You, there's oh, room my for gosh. both. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't thought yeah. about it like that at all. And I think I tried to make them both the same thing. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally makes sense. Yeah, because uh, when I used to when I teach on how to raise your vibrations, way back when I used, it's now like common term, but when I was saying it, no one knew what I was talking about. 18 years ago, people right. were like, what? Vibrations? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, it's like a radio. And I still like, try to explain it in these ways. Um, but, you know, I always say I kind of know my lane. Like, I'm really good at this. If you want a good meditation teacher, I'm not, probably not going to help you ground and clear your mind. I'm going to always want to push you out. I can't help it. That's what I'm good at. And everybody, like I was saying earlier, has their role. So, yeah, there's room for both. There's times for both. You know, I should probably attempt more meditation because I'm always shooting out, you know, too much well, you um, know, better. Even if you didn't meditate, because I think even like how you're saying shooting out is meditation in a way. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But um, is that th- those, those things, like if you're making dinner, just mm-hmm. make dinner. Like you say, oh, I'm, I'm, even if you're talking yourself through it in your head, I'm picking up the spatula, I'm chopping an onion. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? And, and because That's you good. can't be anywhere else if you're doing an action and, you know, knowing that you're doing the action, that is just being present. I don't know. I, do you, do, that makes total sense. No, I would, is that what you do in your work? Because I think that's why performing seems scary to me because it feels like, it feels like you have to be very aware of yourself here. Is Am I wrong about that? Well, no, no, I don't think you're wrong about that. I think um, that it's also, you know, when you're, you know, in, acting, it, you have to listen. You're listening to the mm-hmm. other person and you can't really do that, you know, and um, react if you're not really there. Does that make sense? So it's, it's even so that just becomes the activity that I focus on. Like, you know, that the other person, I, I, I get really curious about the other person and really want to watch them and see what they're doing and hear them and see how that makes me feel when they say those things so I can react. And so it becomes a really present moment process without, you know, saying to myself, I need to be present. I just get involved in the the other person so that I can react to them and, you know, try to remember my lines. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's, it's almost like you're making a connection. Um, you're connecting with that person, but you also be, have to be aware of yourself yeah. and what you're are doing and bringing. Yeah. But I feel like that's a very, it's a combo, which is why it seems, uh, it seems daunting because it's, to me, because I would be like, suddenly someone would be like, hello. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, I just drifted, <laughs> drifted <laughs> off over here. What'd you say? Right. And but- I would I have to go, well, because it would take a lot of effort is what I'm saying. I'd have to make yeah. myself. So, oh my um, gosh. Yeah. You would, because of yeah. who you are and how you're built and what your gifts are, you would just be. It I'd would just be-, be into you and I completely forget about me. I completely. <laughs> And I, I would, that's would, what I would do. I'd be like, Oh, I'm into Amanda right now and what she's feeling and what she's doing. They're yeah. like, but you're supposed to say something now. I'm like, Oh, it would and be exhausting yeah. for you because you would be <laughs> battling your natural inclination to fly out. <laughs> and yeah. So, and part, right. Yeah. And part of flying out is I like to intuitively intuit intuition, for me, and intuitive, when I'm reading someone intuitively, I'm jumping into your skin and seeing it according to you. 
So I'd hundred percent be into you. Right. That's what I mean. I'd be like, oh, this is cool. And then they'd be like, hello. And I, uh, I'm not really interested in what I'm doing. Like it wouldn't be interesting to me because that's what I find it. That's how I naturally, I used to do that as a kid and people would be like stare much because I didn't realize I felt like I was meeting that person. I'd just be looking at them right. and kind of talking to their spirit. And then the kid would be like with alarm me by going, hello, you staring at me. And I'd be like all hurt. Feelings would be hurt. Oh, I thought I was like making friends. Like oh. that sounds like a total weirdo. Oh. But that was <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be it's okay. How but do you, I how do you shut that off? Like if you're talking to someone and you don't want to do that or can you, or is it, you know, you must be tired all the time. I mean, I would think it would be exhausting to have that much input from other people that you're aware of and hear and see and feel. Um, well, I feel that, um, you know, I don't, I, tell people all the time, I shut it off in my daily life. You know, when I'm reading, I've learned to put that hat on, but there are many times it sounds strange, but I like it. So there's some times where I do, I shut it off because I need boundaries. I have to have boundaries, but also it's to give boundaries to the other person. Like if I, you know, pre pandemic, when I was standing in line at grocery stores, I mention them a lot because they're the, they're the most fun to me. Um, to kind of exercise that because I can, people are kind of not aware thinking of people kind of floating in between. If you notice, people are kind of not present there. They're just kind of looking for what they're looking at. They're kind of floating around. So I can see people really quickly because they're not blocking as much, but as soon as they kind of sense it, they'll block it Uh, or they'll, I could still see them even if they block it, honestly. But they, that, that little kid in me comes aware that they're aware and I go, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to be told you know, they look like weird now. So I keep it shut and anybody else should. I mean, I always tell people like, if you're doing that, um, you need, you can't, you can't invade in people's privacy. You got to leave people alone and you also have to have boundaries for yourself, but it doesn't, um, it's kind of my favorite thing. So it's not it's, it's, it's not as draining as people think it is. Um, because this is how I see people, if that right. makes sense. So you I don't see, see I'm it. getting that information yeah. from movies that it would make. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, that's different. Yeah. Cause I would have to do that to you. To me, it would be like, I'd have to do that to you. And then I'd have to jump to me right. and what I'm doing. And I, uh, long ago in my younger days, I was, um, in the modeling world and I hated it. And I was a terrible model. I got pulled into it. I just wanted to make money. You know, little did I know that you have to be all dedicated, which I was not. Um, and I hated it because I never was interested in me. So I'd be talking to the makeup artist, like, what do you feel like? And I'd be like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh, um, how did you get into this? Like I was very tuned into them or the photographer and had no interest in people looking at me. So I had, I'm five eleven, So I have this like look that people liked and everything. Well, at yeah, time. And you're gorgeous. Oh, thank 
Thank you, Amanda. This is supposed to be about you, first of all. <laughs> but, I see how you flipped it but, a little bit. I'm going to flip it back. Okay, but wait, but I was gonna going to say, how come in the movies, <laughs> in the movies, they always make somebody that has your gift be exhausted after they exercise it or after they use okay. it? And right. that, that is, and you're saying, no, I like it. It's like just, it's fun yeah. for me. I can, and I, that would be a much more interesting story. I think. Yeah. Oh, well, I think the reason why they show it as exhausted is because I'm going to be a little controversial. And um, most readers like to, they haven't honed it. That's one. Because I'm not saying I, oh, I didn't always feel this way about reading people. Right. But I will notice, I do notice that I had a long wind because when I first started reading, it would be like an hour. I would read people for like an hour and a half because I would just let it go sometimes two hours because I was practicing. I was still honing it right for a long time. I read people for free and I was honing it and um, I didn't really feel exhausted, but I did feel like I was wasting some of it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I could have got to the point a little quicker, but I wasn't sharpened with it, you know, yet. So um, I feel that people who show that it's because they don't, it kind of becomes about them. So how do I, like, if I made it about me, like, oh, I have to tune into you and let me get all my things straight. And it's very difficult, but I always looked at it like, how do I make this the best for them, for this, for the person I'm reading? How do I get to it quick? How do I get to them quick? How do I sharpen it? How do I get them to understand it? So um, honing it quicker, faster, efficiently was exciting. Now for me to just like, hang out at the mall, which I used to do and watch people walk by and kind of read them um, and see what's going on. That was entertainment for me. It's still entertainment. Sometimes I do it when I'm bored. I'm like, oh, what's going on with this person? Sometimes it's not great because you see a lot of pain or something. But um, yeah, I just think it, it, there's a lot of readers that preach this, by the way, that are like, oh, it takes so much out of me because it kind of makes you look special for one. Oh, you know, yeah, a little bit, right? Like if you're like, oh, it's so exhausting for me. But also to be fair, a lot of people don't take it as like, it's part of your job, like an athlete or something to sharpen, hone, sharpen, hone, sharpen, right. or what you do, sharpen, hone, yeah. sharpen, study, hone, study, right? go to class, learn, Profession- learn, learn, yeah. be a professional, right? So I, all my learning was just through the other realm. I didn't take anything. I just read people and read people and read people. And that's, and listen to the other side. That's how I learned everything. And I just sharpened and sharpened. So I think it also just, you know, you're in that world. It looks a little better. W- would it be as entertaining to be like, that was fun? Or is it better to be like, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I mean, which looks better? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know. You're right. You're right. You it it adds more, that question. It adds more drama. And you're right. It mm-hmm. makes the person look and feel more special and that it sets them apart that there's no way the average person could achieve that, um, mm-hmm. which they probably can't because we're not open to it. But um, no, you're right. There is much more drama in that. And I wanted right. to go back to something you said about the grocery store. You totally hit on something that I realized. 
I completely space out when I'm at the grocery store. I'm like, I need apples, I need lemons. And I'm just kind of like in this weird little world where I'm not really thinking and I'm not super present. And especially during the pandemic, because I don't want to get near anyone. And I'm really just about Mm -hmm. like, keep my space, keep my space, grab that orange, (laughs) get this thing. It's an interesting thing. Like it's not a very thoughtful experience when I'm in the grocery store. Does that make sense? Right. Like I, I don't, it's, yeah. it's not, um, I don't, I, wow, that it's, that, I don't know why I, I can't quite put my finger on the words I want to say, but that was interesting what you said about, um, everybody in there kind of, I don't so know, a little, out. a little flighty, like not, yeah, like not, don't um, you think that's why people like malls and they like shopping? Cause they can kind of just like let go and just kind of like Rome and they're like in this controlled environment to them and they can just kind of zone out. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I feel like if that is in line with when you said you kind of want to fly, that's the energy I'm talking about. That's why I was saying some people get to, it doesn't always have to be meditation. Some people feel that way. Just gardening. I, you know, I've, I've, I'm sure people felt that way washing dishes or you go for a walk. If you're not like power walking, if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to walk or whatever. Um, it's the idea of letting the spirit just kind of drift a little bit in you already, it's like driving a car and even people do it driving sometimes too. You kind of zone out, but your physically memory, you know, your memory is knowing what to do. But I feel like we're not taught that because we're always taught like be here, be, you know, get work done, do this and be on top of it. We don't let that. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you just spin around, you know, kids kind of spin around or spin around in the, in the, in the swing. And we kind of push that out of children. But I always say to people, if you want to get back to that part of you, just kind of think of that feeling. And it's different for everybody. Some people I know, like, you know, hit a boxing bag and they kind of like zone into that place. So yeah, I, I think it's awesome. That's the problem. I like it too much. And that's why I have worked on being more present. Right. And that's why I was saying, I think your tips on, believe it or not, you may not see it this way, but your tips on holding the glass. I mean, these are awesome. That's like a very simple thing I can do and anybody listening can do. And it does, it kind of, and it's kind of a relief. Don't you think it's kind of like, okay, I just have to focus on this and let it all the rest go. Cause being present, being in the moment can be a little bit of a relief too, in well, a weird way. I think way. it is cause it shuts everything off. Like if you're, if you make a cup of tea and you stand there and you have, like, we have an electric kettle that turns, it has this blue light in it that I'm utterly and completely fascinated by it, like mm. a baby with a, a, a mobile over their crib. Like, I don't know <laughs> why it is, but, um, Stephen brought it home. And when I turn it on, especially if it's darker in the room and the blue light comes on, it's a glass kettle. Um, I'll mm. just be like, Oh, the blue light is on. The water is boiling. I'm making a cup of tea and then I'll get my cup down. And I'm like, that's it. When I am do it practicing present moment. You know, my cup feels like this and I'll pick my tea and I'll put the tea in. Oh, how does this taste? How does it feel? And you realize like for 20 minutes, you've just been, or, you know, have a, you know, once you sit down and you have your cup of tea and you're sipping it and how it tastes and how it feels. 
I mean, you'll drift and think of other things occasionally, but really for 20 minutes, you've been completely present to this yeah. experience because you're talking, you're, you know, you're experiencing it. And, um, I just think it's, you know, it's a good trick to have, whether you, you need to use it or you want to just play with it or occasionally do it. And I find, and I've always thought it's because I'm a Sagittarius, but I, half the time I feel like my head is in the clouds and then I'm like, you know, really love being grounded at the same time. And so I think I have like this love of exploring out there and this love and need to be completely like, like with the, you know, like the Kundalini grounding cord 25 feet into the earth with like a big clip (laughs) that that like attaches to a rock and I can't get Mm -hmm. loose. Um, and, and then, you know, wanting to like let my brain just go out there in the universe and soar and, um, and it's, I don't know, finding the balance and, and, you know, the, the, the lifetime search for those two things and the feelings that, that, that the absolute depths of how those feelings can feel and searching for that because, you know, um, I'm a, a incredibly flawed human that doesn't get to those depths very often in either direction. And although they're, and then in the midst of that is just to be here now. And I find that like, sometimes I'm like, it's all so exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but yeah, but but like, I feel like you were like right in the pocket and then you're like doubting it but it was perfect. I mean, it's a perfect description because I, I could, I literally felt like I was in that space, you know, and I could see what you're saying because I know what you're saying. The water's boiling blue, you know, they're, they're just, you know, just a side point. I blue free light. I see blue, uh, balls uh, of light or all the time and light flashes. Cause it blue is a frequency of that realm and is a frequency of healing the spirit and opening the spirit up. Wow. So might, might be why you're attracted to that light. Cause I see those, like I'll be reading someone. I don't always tell them, but it'll be behind them. I could just be sitting here and it, it just pops up. Uh, they used to be tiny then they got bigger and bigger. So there might be something reason why you're drawn to that, to that Wait, whole thing. Can I tell you something this is yeah. so wild that you're saying that, and I apologize for interrupting. No, when sure. I'm meditating, mm-hmm. I've I don't know where I got this notion, but I follow the blue, like from my third eye. I just go, you know, where you kind of it's just black or whatever is in front of my, and I'll I'll look for blue, and then I follow blue. I don't know how to explain it more than that, but that's what happens in my meditation. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Because you just yeah, said that. that. Yeah, that's what I, I actually uh, uh, have. I put, when I take people on those journeys where I'm shooting them out, um, I put gold light around. For, it's a frequency to protect. And the blue is to clean out and to lift. So that makes total sense. Wow. See, you're not imagining it. It's, wow. it's something I've seen. Um, and you can even read about it. Um, it's something I saw and then later learned other people knew about it. Um, but I saw, I always kind of see things first and then learn, Oh, 
that's actually something, but yeah, it's a frequency, it's an energy and I see it a lot. So it makes total sense, especially with the water because water is such a conduit and it's such a cleanser and it, and it open, it's a relaxer. So it makes sense that whole kind of ritual you're doing helps you not only lift, but ground, which is the point of the me when I'm doing those with people is to keep your body feeling safe and protected on in this realm, but lift your spirit out. And it also makes sense with what you do. I mean, you have to be both. So, I mean, come on, it makes total sense that you're able to do both. Yes. And you're interested in it. Yeah. I think it does. And, and well, I, I love what I get to do. And like I've, I've said a million times, I've also done some really sucky work, but when, when it, when it works, when I'm a vessel, yeah. After have and I have my toolbox of all the things I've learned to you know from studying, acting, and all that, and I I gel with the role, and I you know and and you know, I'll do a scene, and afterwards it's like I've not it wasn't me, and it hasn't right. happened a lot of times, but it's it's such a cool feeling to like be this to have that experience of creating something and that I know good, bad, and different. It was, I let something else work through me. And, and I, I don't know, it's just kind of a fun side part of it, but I think no matter what we do, you could be a meter maid yeah, or a, a waitress or, or a lawyer mm-hmm. or whatever we can say, um, make me the vessel of your good work in this situation. And I think we can let that happen when we're out of the way. And I don't know, I think it's kind of cool. It's something to um, play with and aspire to. And I don't know, hopefully add light to the world. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't always have to be like, I don't think anybody's going to have every day going like, wow, you know, I just felt like completely, you know, in the pocket of things. I think that's just, (laughs) that's part of being here. You know what I mean? Like, I know people think I'm living in that all the time, but I am like reading someone and doing something for them. Um, it's not really about me. So honestly, those experiences have to come more from, for my things I do for myself. Does that make sense? So, um, it's not, maybe I am a little used to it and I know, um, you know, people find it like, oh, wow, you must, this is really cool. But to me, it is a very professional thing I'm doing for the other person. When I have my personal, like, woo, you know, it's not every minute of every day either. I mean, I'm not doing that, um, cooking all the time or cleaning. I'm like, wow, I had this experience. It's not like, I mean, I have to be in the world. I'm in the world with everybody and I'm doing very earthly things. And I think that's the point we're supposed to, we're always wrong, right? We're bad. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. I love that you acknowledge that what you have is a gift, but it's a profession and that, that you know, because I think that's, I mean, I'm drawn to you just as like a woman and a human and that what you do is fascinating and amazing to me, but it is your ability to, that you're like how you said, you're just you're also just a person in this world that's, you know, cleaning the house. And every time you clean the house, you're not like, Oh, I just had the most mystical experience. (laughs) No, I hate cleaning so much. I wish it was mystical. I wish I could be bewitched every day. I know. Just 
twinkle my nose and let something happen. Believe me, me too. I tried. <laughs> it doesn't work. I know. I, when I was little, I used to try like, I know I can do this. Um, but no, but yeah, it, it's called, I, it's called getting a housekeeper. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the, that's the mystical magical solution. Or I bought like one of those, those vacuums that like go around on their own, you know, and oh, yeah. I was like, wow, look what I could do. Push a button. No, I, <laughs> that's awesome. Magic. Um, but yeah. Now it is like, you know, like you said, like, I feel like everybody can do something like this to a certain degree, but I always have a saying like, you know, I could teach everyone to play piano. Not everyone's going to be a professional piano player and everyone doesn't want to because a lot of my days are pretty heavy and I don't think people want that. Um, when I'm dealing with people, like it's a, it, there's a lot of heaviness to it. And when people hear that and the kind of things I experience and I, you know, I've had experience the other night speaking of, um, we were talking about Freddy Krueger. I actually had an experience the other night of something come up to my bed and I haven't had that happen in a long time. I've blocked it. And I think I, um, I might've already talked about this. If I talked about this on the podcast before guys, I apologize, but I had this experience where something came up to me, a per a person, a man and whispered, I'm going to kill you. <gasps> And I had, so this is kind of interesting that this, I just thought about this because I was like, oh, this is like those, those, those movies. And I, you know, the interesting part is that I have had a lot of experiences like that in my life, but it whispered, it was like, he whispered it like that and pull and, and pulled me from the back of my neck and I'm laying there and I knew I was half awake, half asleep. I knew I was, remember I said, I, I had these experiences of, I'm in this room, but I'm not in this room. And that's why probably that movie fascinated me because those movies, because I was like, how do you tell the difference? Because this happened to me a lot of times. I knew I was in the, in my bed and I knew I wasn't totally in a dream. So I knew this was actually happening at the same time. So, but the difference is out of all these years of going through this, I just was very calm. And I said, no, you're not. I know what I would do in this situation. I already know what I'm going to do. No, you're not. And I just calmly called in energies I work with and then it, it was gotten and I came up and I was like, whoa, I need to like block, you know, put some boundaries up because I obviously let something, this hasn't happened to me in a long, long time. But the weird thing is I could tell I graduated to a level of complete and utter calmness. And I was like, St. Michael, Azrael, do you know, come on, get this away. And wow. I just, it, it was over. But in the past, it was like those movies where I was like battling, ah, you know, and this was like, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I've grown into this. I forgot about that. And that is weird because that hasn't happened in a long, long, long time. And I just was like, okay, I didn't put my boundaries up. Also, um, hey, how cool was, how calm was I? Like I was all proud of myself. That's how calm I was. Wow. Yeah. Do you think, yeah. um, do you know what precipitated it or do you think it was meant to be so you could say, wow, I mastered that or, you know, no. not, you know what I mean? Or... It felt like an energy trying to scare me wow. where it was coming from. I'm a little, you know, I have some idea. Um, and that's how I felt. I felt like, yeah, I see what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. You wow. got the wrong person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It didn't feel like a lesson. It didn't. Um, it felt more like something 
stepped over its bounds and you didn't realize who you got the wrong person for that. It's kind of like that kind of oh, thing. I love but the, that you were able to stay calm and knew years. you had it. Wow. This is years. We're going all the way back to watch being that little girl watching the, you know, a lot of years, a yeah. lot of years, a lot of years of, of, of many experiences and going through it. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel that, um, I feel that, you know, the whole, like the whole point of being here is just, you know, we all want to have one foot in and one foot out and, whatever we do, but that was a trippy experience. Is it like that all the time? No, most of the time it's like, I wake up, I do wake up through the night and I look at my social media and I go back to sleep. It's not always crazy things happening all right. the time. It is a little different that I never sleep through the night. Oh, I forgot to tell you that I've been waking up at 3am since I was like a baby. So I never sleep through the night. And I, since I could remember. So now that even shows me what more why I was fascinated with those movies. Yes. It's like kind of a funny unfolding happening here. But um Wait, but I yeah, ask, so, what do you what is yeah. what is three AM? Like what do you think why is it that? Is there a reason for it or is it is that just you wake up or is there, yeah. is there a deeper reason? I, yeah, and those are in the movies a lot, right? That time is yeah. happening. They do put that. Um, that's a real thing. 3 a.m. is um, people call it the magic hour. People call it like witching hour, things like that, I should say. Um, and it really isn't what it is, is that it's kind of when you're really sleeping and you're going into dream, like you're really going to start dreaming, right? Where you're going into that um, right before, you know, people say that you dream right before you really wake up. So like around four or five in the morning. So I wake up between three and five. Um, so you're kind of like your spirit is letting go and your mind's finally getting distracted. It kind of happens sometimes to people as they drift to sleep too, but your mind is kind of like finally going off somewhere. And so that realm is like, you're seeing them. It's not like they're doing something to you, but you're finally not blocking it. So wow. for me, I think the reason why I wake up is because I'm always blocking that realm. So I'm kind of like, what? And I don't, I, I don't adhere to it. I don't talk to anything. I don't try to recognize anything, but I can't totally hundred percent block the energy. Right. Because my mind's like fully wanting to go somewhere else. And, and I'm like, shoot, I can't totally block it. Somehow I just wake up. I don't do anything spectacular either. So, but people have a lot of experiences at that time. Wow. Okay. I'm yeah. going to pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this was like fun. Um, it went a lot of different directions and you did turn the tables a little bit. I feel like you're a little bit of a good interviewer and writer. You're definitely a writer because you could tell the way your mind thinks about things. You're over here asking me questions when I'm supposed to be asking No, questions. but you're so <laughs> fascinating and um, oh, I liked our conversation. Cute. I'm super. I did too. I, I love and 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 it's reminded me that I need to. Um, uh, I I want to I I want to have a session with you. I I need to do that. I, so I've decided. I've 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 decided that because I've only been to your, I've only experienced gallery. your galleries, which are right, freaking phenomenal, phenomenal. And um, every time, like I've walked away with like a whoa. Like a huge woe. And um, so anyway, I, you'll be hearing from I me. appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. That's like super awesome of you. Um, so can you um, tell people where they can find you and the works you're doing and things like that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram and it's, um, I think it's just Amanda Wiss. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm underscore Amanda Wiss. And then um, right now I have this little, this TV series that just started. There's only two episodes so far called Miskatonic You. It's a, based on HP Lovecraft. Um, and that's mm. streaming on the Full Moon Features channel on Amazon Prime. And we go back in a month to do more episodes. And it's, it's, it's cool. It's kind of like the show Riverdale meets, um, you know, the vampire diaries meets alien. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And, um, and it's kind of yeah. fun. And it's, it's, it's all these, it's a, a group of super talented, really beautiful young actors who are the college students. And I'm one of the professors at Miskatonic U and it's all, everybody is, I'm the professor of spirituality and, but it's people looking for other realms. It's actually very much like our conversation today. I was going to say, this is like perfect for you. Yeah. This is like stuff you're into, right? Yeah. Do you like, do, are you having fun with it? Or I am. It, I'm having so yeah. much fun and the actors are all so talented and they're just, um, they're, it's just such a cool group of actors and it's written and directed by um, a, a guy named, William Butler, who's so talented and, um, and Michael in it. And he's, he's lovely. And, um, mm. Michael Pere is, um, um, from, you know, from so many shows, people remember him from like Eddie and the cruisers and all these amazing movies and things. And he's the other professor and, um, um, it's, I'm super excited about it. And then, um, and and then I have a couple movies streaming on Amazon Prime and Netflix, and um, then just want to keep working. But so yes, you can find me. What are, what are the movies um, um, streaming on Netflix and Prime? Because this is where we're all living. By the oh, way, right. this is my life when I'm not doing this. I love it. I, I sorry to disappoint everybody, but I am watching everything. So oh my what gosh. is? Um, yeah, I know I'm supposed to sound all spiritual and everything, but I am definitely what. So what is it um, that? Is on Amazon and Amazon and on Netflix. I, I have a Western called Badland that's mm -hmm. streaming on Netflix. That when okay. it came out on Netflix this year, it was in the top ten. I think it went all the way up to number four, which oh, was kind wow. of exciting. And then, yeah. um, and then pretty much everything I'm in streams on Amazon. But there's they just Amazon Prime just added an old Western that I did called Silverado. And so everybody was excited about that. So if anybody out there oh, likes Westerns, yeah. those are those two. And then, um, um, and if you like scary, I have a movie called The Id, like The Id, The mm -hmm. Ego, The Superego, The Id right. that's streaming on Amazon Prime. So there, those are my plugs. And then you can find yeah. me on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. That's awesome. I love that you're being this spiritual professor in the show, in the, in the, in the show that you're on. What's, can you say the name of it one more time for yes. everybody? Cause you ran over it really quick. Sorry. I know. And I'm, and, um, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 my diction is not the best lately. I think I've gotten That's like okay. super lazy in the pandemic, but no, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's called the resonator. Miss Katonic, you. 
the resonator, okay. Miskatonic U. And I, uh, in the HP Lovecraft world, that sci-fi slash horror world that he created, Miskatonic U comes up in many different stories. But this story oh. is loosely based on one he wrote called From Beyond. And, um, and it's, it's, it takes place around these, um, college, young college students. And, um, so, but I think people of any age would enjoy it if you're into sci-fi, yeah. you know, right. kind of stuff. And Mistatonic, mist, it kind of sounds like it's this mystical university yes. almost. Like, it, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. This was like so much fun. You're so awesome. You're just like flowy, easy, just easy to talk to, just open energy. I really appreciate you even doing this on my little podcast. So thank you so much. I, I just want to thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much um, for feeling that way. And I'm so excited that I got to be on it. And I had so much fun today. And um, I was actually looking forward to it. And and um, so I'm glad that you wanted me to be on. This was really, really nice. Yeah. So, guys, I just wanted to um, remind everybody that um, I'm having, speaking of my gallery, which she awesomely talked about for me, I'm having online galleries these days, but I'm having my next one on the 20th of March. Um, and also, you can get my book, Peering into the Narrow Room, on Amazon. Um, remember, follow yourself, follow no one, and listen to your inner voice, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for stepping into the Narrow Room. You can find me on Instagram at Adele Levine and on YouTube at Adele Levine, where I post weekly videos to help you with tools on all types of things in spirituality. And you can also find me on Amazon, my book, Peering Into the Narrow Room. And remember, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to the inner voice, and I'll see you soon. Uh -huh.